It's the start of a new year, and as usual, the debt hangover from the festive season is weighing heavily on thousands of people's credit cards. There's something about the Christmas tradition of giving gifts that gets us into financial trouble, and when the credit card bill arrives in January, we get our credit card report card showing how well or not we performed. Hi, I'm Carolyn Mose, co-host of the podcast series Succeed With Money, which is an initiative of the Spending Planners Institute. The Institute is the leading authority in providing education and assistance in helping people to remove their money stress, solve their everyday money problems and get back in control of their lives. You know, nobody fails with money on purpose. So every week in our podcast, we're exploring the causes of money stress and the solutions so our listeners can succeed with money. I'm here with David Wright, and today we'll be looking at how people can avoid the credit card hangovers in January. We're going to discuss strategies to help you unravel the debt spiral issues you may have and learn to live without credit cards. So this time next year, there's no hangover. Hi, David. Hi, Carolyn. Look, I've been looking forward to this episode for ages. Um, You know, coming up to Christmas, I knew it was inevitable that we'd have to cover it, and now's (laughs) the time. So I'm looking forward to having this chat. Yeah. And do you know, David, the interesting statistic that I read just recently is Australians have been left with a financial hangover from Christmas, and it's expected to be near $30 billion for the first time. The interest alone, David, from Christmas shopping will most likely cost Aussies $237 million. $237 million. Wow. Wow. Give me 1% of that, I'll be okay. Oh, look, and and you know what, David? So if the Christmas spirit is measured by consumer spending, we were all feeling very festive in December. (laughs) Yes, very, very festive indeed. Uh, Oh, festive, sorry. I think you were saying earlier when we were having the chat that Aussies spend more on credit cards in December than in any other month, which I guess doesn't surprise me. Oh, I know. And and it's right, David. The credit card abuse in December means that the cost of Christmas is carried well into the new year and inevitably it takes a toll on the household budgets well into 2020. Well into the next year. That's right. Yeah. Um, I like the word you said credit card abuse. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I think you're probably close to being right there. I mean, some people, they go Christmas shopping and they, they follow principles that we teach, sensible principles, but uh, abuse probably is getting close to the fact of it. So, so let's um, look at ways that we can help our listeners not have um, you know, the debt spiral happen again next year if it's happened to them this year. Yeah. Um, and I think you know, if, we, if we come from the point of saying, okay, let's, let's assume that most of the people listening in, even though they might not want to admit it, probably put something on the credit card over the Christmas season that they shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. And they are going to have some un, you know, unpleasantness to be dealt with in the earlier part of 2020. Yeah. So I, I would think, you know, if someone said to me, give me some rules around credit cards and what I should do, A, to get rid of my credit card and B, to sort of you know, not go back there. The, the first thing I'd be thinking to say to people, well, look, you know, stop digging the hole deeper, learn to spend less than you earn. Mm, yeah. And I, look, I know a lot of people will say, well, that's, that's, you know, how, that sounds really simple, but it's not easy. How do you do that? Mm. Um, because spending less than you earn, 
Yeah, it's an easy thing to say, and I know financial planners and any money gurus for as far back as history goes would have been saying that. Mm. But I reckon that you know a couple of generations ago, even spending less than you earn would have been a lot easier than it is now for a number of different reasons. And um, I mean, if you look at the fact that money doesn't really exist that much anymore, how many people do you see? who pay cash for everything these days. They, it's mm. you know just tap and go, tap and go, tap and go. Yeah. And it's so hard to actually keep track of what you have spent and to actually sort of go, okay, so what did I earn? Because people's incomes tend to be multiple sources these days. Um, so there's a whole bunch of factors there. So it's not that easy, to, but it's really important that people stop digging the hole deeper and I, yeah. I know you've got a couple of pet hates that I, I know that you come across all the time with people that you work with as a spending planner. Yeah. Um, well, you know, my, my biggest pet hate, David, is that when, when I walk through the shopping centres and it was, I don't know, probably worse at Christmas time, every second shop had buy it on afterpay, buy it on zip pay, don't pay for it today, pay for it later. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So when your credit card's full... You can yep. still go shopping. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, and that, to me, is digging the hole deeper, you know, and it's when, when I have, you know, a new client come to me in January and, and we set up their plan for them and they've got seven afterpays and zip pays, you know, yep. and, and they're overwhelmed by it because they're like, oh, I'm not quite sure how that happened, but I really needed this and, and you know, da-da-da. So I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's, it's, a, it's like a poison chalice, isn't it? It's like, and, and all of these things, credit cards, afterpay, zip pay, personal loan, anything like that where somebody lets you have something before yep. you've earned the money to pay for it, it can, can be a really good thing mm. if mm. it's used sensibly. But... Yep. Human beings down through history haven't proven themselves to be that good at, at making the best use of the best features of, of these kinds of things. Um, and, and you think, but you might, mightn't be aware of this, but back in the Babylonian times, if you borrowed money and you didn't pay it back, you weren't able to make the payments. You actually became a slave to the person that you owed the money to. So you lost your freedom as a human being. Right. And yet right. people still borrowed money. Mm. I mean, if that was what it was nowadays, would, would you go and borrow, you know, go and buy something on Afterpay or ZipPay if you didn't manage to pay it back, you basically had to go and be a slave and for somebody well, else? But the thing is, David, that's interesting because I, I still believe, yes, people do it and, and they're not a, a slave in that sense of the word of Babylonia days, but they're still a slave. Like yep. they're, they're a slave to the fact that now we have to work extra what we have to do overtime we have to create some sort of income to get rid of this debt because we've dug this hole and it's so deep we don't know how to get out of it you yeah, know that's that's true isn't it um in fact you think about how many days a week do you actually work to pay interest on mortgage credit card and all these these other you know wonderful features right, right? that people get sucked into and, and so therefore you know uh, there's a lot of people out there now in january that are going into the start of this year thinking, right, well, I'm starting the year with debt. Um, we're right back where we were 12 months ago. We're never going to get ahead. This is, you know, ridiculous. How can we change this? And um, it, it's like we talked about in our podcast last week, which was 
called divorce day, this is when relationship issues start to happen because people just aren't happy. And now they've got this credit card bill arrived in the mail and they've gone, oh, crap, here we go again, you know. And, and um, you put all those things on the credit card yeah. <laughs> and I'm not happy. Yep. That's so right. the most That's obvious right. thing, if we're going to give people number one advice was, okay, stop digging the hole deeper. Number two has to be the way to do that is to stop spending money you don't have. Yep. Stop, stop using credit. So how do you do that? How do you stop using credit? Well, I, I've got one tip and I know you, I think you shared this on one of your Facebook posts this morning. What was that? Yep. My, my number two succeed with money tip for the year was cut up your credit card. <laughs> that is such a great idea but it's I mean, you imagine you're standing there with the scissors and you're thinking okay i'm going to cut this up but what's going through your mind oh yeah absolutely how can i do this because we need this credit card to live we we can't live without this credit card you know how many people have heard the advice cut up the credit card but when it actually comes to getting those scissors and actually putting them against the plastic the magic plastic yeah. <laughs> and going all right i got to do it now yeah. Oh no, where's the sticky tape? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And and in that respect, okay, so so you've got another idea rather than cut up the credit cards. So what's well, your idea? I, I, look, I definitely agree with you, cut up the credit cards. Um, but for ones that you do need, and here's if you if you can't bring yourself to cut the card up, get a glass of water, put them in the glass of water and put it in the freezer. Yep. Put them on ice. Because that way you have to give you give yourself not a cooling off period but a warming up period before <laughs> before, <laughs> before you can go shopping. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. That's yeah. right. So actually, what I, I, just one other thing about that: if you if you go, oh, I need that credit card out of that block of ice, and you put it in the microwave, it actually destroys it. It won't work. So the, uh, the chippy <laughs> thing gets ruined. So yeah. yeah, okay. So there you go. All right. So so we've stopped digging the whole heap deeper we've stopped using the credit card okay what else do we need to do david yep actually one other maybe a last strategy with the credit cards if you can't chop them up and you can't put it in the, in the glass of water in the freezer because you just got yourself conned to the point where you actually believe that if you don't have a credit card at call it could be a disaster mm. i would suggest that you don't actually need to take them with you every time you leave the house so you could just leave them at home Yep. And that way you put yourself in a position where no matter how hard you try, you can't get yep. yourself into more trouble. Mm. Yeah, so, very true. All right, so yes, putting those strategies in place, stop digging the hole deeper, stop using money that you don't have, mm -hmm. assuming that you've now got a hangover. Something I did many years ago, I, I got lured into a, I mean, and nobody in Australia had a credit card before, I think it was 1973. 72, 73, somewhere in there. Before that, there was no such thing as a credit card in Australia. Mm -hmm. There were, I think there were store cards and you could get personal loans from credit unions and probably even the bank for that matter. So you could spend money you didn't have, but it was a lot harder than it is now with just tap and go um, kind of technology. Yeah. But um, I, I got lured. I got a credit card. It was in my wallet. I hadn't, been, I hadn't used it because it was just there for an emergency. Mm -hmm. And then one day my, my fiance and I went to the big smoke and there was something that she wanted. And I thought, oh, I'm going to be a really good fiance. I'm going to buy this for her. Mm -hmm. And I used my credit card. And that was the beginning of a, a relationship that didn't go so well. 
and I eventually got to a point where I had this credit card and every month I'd go and make a payment off the card and swear black and blue that I was not going to use that card in the next month because I wanted to pay it off. But then mystically, something would happen in that next month. And if I'd paid $100 off the card at that previous payment, I needed to put $100 back on the card. And it never went over the limit, but it seemed to just go back up to the limit. Mm. And I'd pay mm. off $100. I think, I think it was at $1,500. And we're talking like 25, 30 years ago. So long, maybe like 40 years ago, maybe. Long time ago. So the numbers, if you times by 10, you'd probably get modern day figures. Mm. But I'd go in and pay $100 and reduce it down from the $1,500 to the $1,400. And then it would get spent again. So I actually learnt that the smartest way to pay it off was to actually reduce the limit when I made a payment so it was still full. Yeah. And so I'd make a payment and reduce the limit, make a mm. payment and reduce the limit. And mm. so that's how I got it paid off. Yeah. Uh, and it's a lot easier nowadays to reduce your limit. You can just, most banks, you just go onto the internet banking and you can just change it. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Some of them, they'll say, oh, no, this card can't have a limit less than a certain amount. Mm. But if mm. that's the case, what do you do? Get a different card. And I think, David, the other, the other strategy that I really liked, and, and we talked about it, and I've got a client who actually uses this strategy as well, um, is to be smarter in how you use the card. So, yep. so um, these guys have a credit card because they like getting the rewards from the credit card and it gives them points for frequent flyers or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And so what they do is, and they did all of their Christmas shopping on the credit card, but then what they did was they um, had payments that they scheduled through their bank account to pay off that credit card even before it was due. So, you know, they would have got their January credit bill, which wouldn't have those, well, it would have those purchases on it, but it would also have payments made against those purchases, right? right? And so they didn't have this huge shock in January. It's like, oh yeah, that's fine because we had the money in our bank account. We just chose to use the credit card um, for the points and that sort of thing. And I know that you've used a similar strategy to that as I, well. I do, yes. All of my scheduled bills, so my insurance payments that happen each month, my phone payments that happen each month, any of those regular payments that go out on whatever day of the month they're scheduled for, mm. on the same day, I have a scheduled transfer from my bills account where my real money is yep. across to my credit card. So the, the balance of the credit card might go up $90 today because the insurance payment was made mm. and it went mm. back down $90 today because the money came in from my bills account. Yep. So I, I keep control but yep. I get the convenience of using the card as a way of making a payment. Yeah, which is which is great because there'll be a lot of people who'll be listening to go, oh, but I've got so much coming out of my credit card and um, for that reason, you know. But yep. then, yeah, to set up that automatic payment to go, well, I know that's coming out, but I know that there's money going in to cover it. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, um, there's a, a, a saying, a famous, I think it's, I'll call it a famous saying, Warren Buffett, who most people would know as, a, as he's the world's wealthiest man or the world's most successful investor or something like that. Mm -hmm. When the global financial crisis hit and lots of people were suddenly found out to be um, upside down financially, he made this comment. He said, it's only when the tide goes out that you see who's been swimming naked. <laughs> <laughs> and what he meant by that was, well, you know, we can all hide behind our borrowed money, but when the chips are down... Yep. Um, you actually get to see who's in trouble and who's not. Yep. 
And yeah. and by doing what we're just saying there, where you actually pay the money off the card the moment it goes on the card, mm-hmm. at the end of the month, it's like the tide's gone out and you can see how much you've been swimming naked because whatever the balance of that card is, mm. that's the stuff that you bought on that card that wasn't part of the spending plan. It wasn't part of the, you know, the day-to-day transactions. Yeah. So yeah. in a way that, that saying, you know, it's only when the tide goes out you see who's swimming naked, it kind of mm. applies to your credit card balance at the end of the month too. Yeah, yeah, well, that's right. Yep. So, so David, you know, a lot of our a lot of our listeners will be sitting there with that credit card statement and going, okay, well, I've got this much. I can only afford to pay the minimum payment. This is going to take me forever to pay off. <laughs> yep, 30 years. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. So what's the next thing that they can do to, um, you know, to get over that? What's the best way to attack that? Yep. Well, the, the next one that I, I, you know, you and I discussed this earlier, and it's something that I have never done, but I've certainly worked with people who have done this Mm, and mm. some of them over and over again but um you know you can have what's called a balance transfer where a bank will offer if you have a credit card and you want to stop using that one and start using our one we'll let you bring the balance from bank a Mm. over to bank b and we'll give you a a honeymoon rate of zero percent for three months six months what i mean i think you might have mentioned 12 months at one stage well yeah and i think there was um there was one a while ago that um actually had 24 months so if you really look around you can actually get 24 months and and i have had clients who've done this they've actually gone well we'll just transfer it across and one of my clients in particular that I'm thinking of, they they did this quite frequently. Now, I'll right. say, I'll, but I will say two things about that, David. When when you do that, number one, it actually goes on your credit report. Yes, I was just thinking that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So so every time you make a change to something like that, it does go on your credit report, which is something to be very aware of. Yep. Um, but the other thing too, if you do it, and let's say you've got a 12-month honeymoon period, right, Mm -hmm. you need to make sure that you then put a plan in place that the balance of that credit card is going to be completed, is going to be totally paid out within that 12 months of your 0%, because otherwise you're going to be then stuck with an interest rate of 20-plus percent, you know? Well, I guess if you've got 20-plus percent now and you go and do a balance transfer to get 0%, even if you hammer that as hard as you possibly can and you don't get it all paid off, it's got to have been an advantage. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I agree with you. If you if, because, look, when you've got zero interest, it's the absolute best time to attack debt because there isn't any, like you put $100 off the card, it's $100 off the principal. Mm-hmm. When yep. you're being charged 20% interest, you know, you pay $100 off but they add on, you know, $20 back on in interest. So That's right, exactly. It's yeah. the absolute best time to attack your debt because there's no no leakage, if you want to, mm. want to call yeah. it leakage. Yeah. yeah, well, that's right. So, and, you know, and then I guess the difficulty is because some people I know have, have applied for those 0% honeymoon rates or whatever and been knocked back. So what do you do oh. then? You, you're stuck with this credit card. You've got $5,000 sitting on it or whatever at, at 17, 18%, what, what do you do? Well, actually, before we go there, because there's one more thing that I've just remembered that I've heard people get up, come unstuck with. If you do a balance transfer, you put in an application and you, let's say you've got a $5,000 credit card with bank B 
mm-hmm. and you bank A, can we get a balance transfer for $5,000? Yeah. It's not necessarily the case that they're going to actually do a $5,000 balance transfer. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes they'll offer you more or they might offer you less. Right. But what the one thing I was going to warn people against was if you get to balance, transfer the balance of one card to another and it clears that card, for goodness sake, get rid of that card that you've transferred away from. Because so many times I've seen people do a balance transfer onto a new card at 0%. And a year later, the new card's full and the old card's full. And it's actually been a negative, not a positive. So for us to give people this tip, Mm, I think mm. we need to put a caveat on it that by all means, it's a great, it's a great tool but like every great mm. tool, you can use it for your benefit or yes. you can use it against your benefit. So, yeah, very, very true. Very true. Yep. So that's just a little warning. But, um, okay, all, all other strategies aside, we've tried this, we've done the balance transfer, we've decided to chop up the cards, put them in the glass of water in the freezer, whatever. Mm-hmm. You've still got the debt, you've got to get rid of it. Yeah. So yep. increase, like if, if the bank's saying, you know, this is your minimum payment, for goodness sake, don't make the minimum payment because like you said just before, it could be 30 years mm, to mm. pay off if you pay the minimum payment. Pay the absolute maximum amount you can. And, and I would use this little carrot. If right now you felt like you're under money stress because of all of the payments that you've got to make, which are a hangover from you know, Christmas and last Christmas and the, mm-hmm. maybe the Christmas before, <laughs> yeah. Um, just think how much better life will be if you don't have credit card payment. Yeah. If you don't yeah. have that ball and chain hanging around. That's the slavery we talked about earlier, isn't mm. it? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. If, if you don't have that ball and chain hanging around your neck, mm. imagine what you could do sensibly mm-hmm. with your income if you weren't having to do a day a week just to pay the credit card and a day a week to pay the car loan and a day a week yep. to pay the mortgage. Yeah. Yep. So tell yourself life is going to be so much better and the pain I've got to go through right now is the, the childbirth that I'm going through after the baby was born. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the credit card debt happened. Okay, now we go through the pain of childbirth. We get rid of the credit card. Yeah. Now we can do something fun with yeah. our money. Yeah. Um, okay. So, David, the other thing we can do as well, so we've said if we – don't get approved for that 0% if we can't move across to a 0% credit card. Um, there are a couple of other things that you can do. And and one of them is to actually ask for a decrease in the interest rate, right, yep. of your bank. And so what I find, it, and um, I often say to, to my people, you know, you have the right to negotiate. So you yep. can actually call up your bank and say, you know what, I'm really struggling with this credit card payment. I, I, can't, I can't pay it back. Would it be possible to decrease the interest rate on that? And, um, and they, they're often very, very good at saying yes to that, mm-hmm. you know, reducing that interest rate to something that's more manageable, you know? Yep. So that, I mean, that goes with everything, doesn't it? But I, I know yeah. this, I mean, I've had people tell me that they've gone into the bank to close a credit card account. And then the bank said, oh, well, you know, don't close it. You might need it if there's an emergency. But you know what? We could do this for you. Mm, and mm. Because they don't want to lose an account, yes. they start offering all these you know, lower interest rates, no annual fees, 
Um, yeah. All these better, you know, we'll give you more brownie points or whatever it is. Yeah. So yeah. It, asking the question, isn't it? Or threatening yeah, the move. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like anything. That's a whole another podcast we could go, yeah. you know, we absolutely. could talk about that. Um, so, okay. So we can hopefully get a decrease um, on our interest rate, if not zero percent um so the other thing we can do too is and this is a really interesting one because based on and i know i i I read some statistics well i'm a bit of a statistics girl yeah i've noticed that (laughs) (laughs) well well i read this statistic that in january there's something like oh i can't even remember what it was but it was millions of of dollars in product or stuff that was bought at christmas time that is now on gumtree for sale (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> unwanted christmas not, yeah that's exactly right so you so know are, what? are you about to suggest sell all your christmas presents to pay off your credit, <laughs> credit card <laughs> well you know just keep the one from auntie flo because she might come visit and right. you might want it you know yeah. but but honestly there's so much in your house that's non-essential so have a look around at the stuff that you've got in your house become a bit of a minimalist as my daughter would say and and sell some non-essential items some things that you don't want anymore you don't need even if it's you know the kids toy, go through their toy cupboard there's probably toys in there that are perfectly yeah. good that they don't use anymore um, and then you can make some lump sum deductions off your yeah. credit card right? you know it's i think there's a fair bit of truth in the saying you only desperately want things until you've got them <laughs> yeah that's very very true you know once you've got that new car a couple of months later it's just a car and you know so mm-hmm. there's so much stuff that you would have in your house mr yeah. and mrs listener at home <laughs> that you could easily go, you know what, I haven't used that, like you said before, for, for yonks. Yeah. And I, I'll i give you an example because it's funny, I've, I've got this calculator I call one step backwards, two step forwards. Let's say that you foolishly went and bought yourself a $5,000 sound system. And it ended up on your credit card along with a whole bunch of other stuff on your credit card and you've got a $15,000 credit card mm. and you're struggling and you think, oh, look, Carolyn and David have said, sell some stuff. So I'm, you know, I, I've looked at this stereo system and the, the most I could get for it is probably about half what I paid for it. I, I can't do that. I can't sell it for half what I paid for it. You know, like if I sold it for two and a half grand, I've just blown two and a half thousand dollars. But everybody knows the moment you walk out of the shop with something, you've lost money. Yeah. But if you're thinking that that thing is going to be something you use for the rest of your life, you don't think about that. But mm-hmm. go with me on this anyway. I've got this $5,000 sound system. And I can sell it on Gumtree for maybe half of what I paid for it. You know, it's only three months yeah. old. In that situation, if you've got 15 grand on your credit card and that credit card's at maybe 20, 25, 30%, if you took that loss of two and a half thousand, sold that sound system to somebody else who's going to get a bargain, mm. and paid that two and a half grand off the credit card, it's quite possible that you will save more than the money you lost. Mm, in that yeah. transaction in interest yeah. over the next four or five years. Yeah. So it could actually be a case of losing but being better off. To gain, yeah. 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 So I think this is a great tip. Look around you. What are the things that you really could do without? Because mm. the pain of the credit mightn't be as, it might be worse than the pleasure of the product. Sell all your Christmas pre- uh, No, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just sell the ones you don't really want. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So 
where are we up to? We, um... So, well, okay. So the other thing too, um, I guess when you're talking about credit cards, and I've noticed this with, with some people that have come to me for help, you know, they've not just got one credit card, David, they've got multiple. Yep. Okay. So what happens when you have multiple credit cards, you might be able to get one on 0%. You may not be able to get three or four on 0%. So what do we do? You know, what do, what do yep. our people do? Well, um, you're a spending planner. You have access to some software that I had created quite a few years ago called yep. Debt Buster. Mm. And Debt Buster just simply uses a strategy to look at multiple debts and work out the most efficient way of taking the money that you do have available for debt reduction yep. to get those debts paid off as quickly as humanly possible. Yeah. And yep. so, you know, contacting a spending planner and the place to do that would be find a spending planner.com and asking them to have a look at your debts with their debt buster software mm-hmm. would certainly be a good way to deal with that. And yeah, working out which one to hammer at first and which one to leave till last. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And I know that I've I've used the software with a number of my clients and it's it's really been a fantastic tool to, to be able to say to them, well, this is the most efficient way. We can put you on a plan to have this debt paid off in a certain amount of time. And yep. and then we set up that plan into their actual spending plan um, and those payments are made automatically. So they're no longer using the credit card. They've got a plan to pay out the debt in a certain amount of time and it just takes all of that stress and anxiety out of it and the fact that oh well maybe I don't have to do 60 hours a week to do all of this because I've <laughs> yep. actually got a plan in place to yep. to get my debt paid off you yep. know and so, you know I think one of the added benefits to that is because when you're deep in financial doo-doo yeah it, it's pretty tough you can be fairly emotional but being able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So the Debt Buster software actually allows you to actually see the date when you can have those debts paid off. Mm-hmm. The spending plan allows you to see the future and yep. how even though you might be in a bad spot now, yep. you can see when you'll be debt free. You can see when you'll be able to go on the holiday. You'll be able, you know, and, and being able to see these things that you would rather have happen in your life makes it so much easier to deal with them when, if you can't see, you just feel like you're depressed at the end of the world, you know? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. So so the other thing, David, that some people um, wonder about at this time of year, at the beginning of the year, is places, I, I know there are a number of places that do like Christmas hampers. So you can start at the beginning of the year, you can put money away um, and, and have... Yep food and and presents and stuff delivered to your door in December. And the other thing too is um, a Christmas club account. That's the other thing that that people look at, you know, what are the the benefits? They're the the same kind of thing with just a different slant. What the Christmas club account, and I think you you looked up earlier and saw that just about all of the banks offer a Christmas club account. Mm. And and that's, I mean, most people would know what one is, but just in case they don't, you know, the start of the year after Christmas, like right now, Mm. You might say, okay, I want $1,000 to spend next Christmas rather than using the credit card. So this is yep. a great tip for this topic. Yeah. 20 bucks a week into that Christmas club account, the bank will pay you at like a bonus interest rate. But mm-hmm. the only rule is that you must not take any money out or you don't get any interest. Yeah. And I yep. think a lot of them say, if you're going to withdraw anything before the 1st of December, you have to take it all out. Yes. Yeah. So there's right. all of these discouraging factors to stop you not achieving that goal of having the thousand dollars or whatever at Christmas time. Mm, so that's yeah. You know, then at Christmas time you go, okay, I've got a thousand dollars. What am I going to spend it on? Mm, mm. Whereas the Christmas hamper idea 
is you pay your 20 bucks a week or, or whatever plan you buy into, whatever hamper mm, or whatever, mm. you choose yeah. all of your, you know, I mean, you probably know more about this than I do. Um, cause it, it's, well, yeah, I, I have actually had a client that's used it and she thought it went, and it was very useful for them. And she said what she liked about it was the fact that, um, you know, at Christmas time you can go down to the local shops and you want to buy a ham. Well, a Christmas ham, and honestly, we went through two Christmas hams in December because <laughs> that's what we do. Yeah. But a Christmas ham can cost you 35 to $40, you know, mm -hmm. or even more. And so that's a lot of money to have to come up with out of the weekly One shopping. Thing, yeah, yeah. But, and what this client said was, you know, in December, she said, all of that stuff just arrives and I've already paid for it. So I get my ham, I get my, my Christmas food. And she said, you can choose what you get. So you don't have to get all of the junk that sometimes comes in hampers, you know, um, but you get exactly what you want. And she said, you can even buy you your presents for the children through through that as well and if you know what they want that far in advance or whatever then you can actually it's an efficient way i guess of knowing that christmas will come yeah. without the stress yeah. you know and without the credit card debt <laughs> yeah yeah and i always wondered where they came up with that word hamper but now i know because mm. it's got a ham in there <laughs> yeah right oh yeah i know dad's joke. oh david all right so okay look, Move, we're moving probably, on david probably flogged away at this topic for long enough now for people to be getting the idea that you know like nobody likes money stress at this time of the year so many people have money stress mm. why do we have what we don't want it's because we've allowed things to to happen in our life little bit little bit little bit little bit becomes big bit you know Mm. So a little bit here, yep. a little bit there, a little present there, something extra there. Before you know it, it's out of control. Yeah. So what we've been talking about here today, it's not rocket science to spend less than you earn or to save up for a you know, bunch of Christmas presents in December. Mm. Mm. But it isn't easy to make it happen. And the tips and the things that we've been talking about today are just common sense starting yep. points yep. for people to go, all right, I, it's start of the year. Uh, and if they listened to our podcast last week they, they and didn't get divorced, that's great. But <laughs> may, may, maybe right now they're feeling like they'd like to get divorced from their credit card. Well, yeah, this yeah. is how you do it. You know, you, you yeah. basically go, yeah. right, I've had a gut full. And, and people mm. usually don't take action on anything much unless they get emotional. Yes. Yeah. So look at that balance on your credit card. Stare at it until you get emotional <laughs> and yeah. get angry. Yeah. And then, you know, all of the things that we've been talking about, mm. cut the card up, freeze the card. Don't yeah. take it out with you when you go shopping. Yeah. Do yeah. a balance transfer if that's something that you think would work for you. But just be careful that you don't fall into the traps, A, of doing so many that your credit history is shot to pieces. Yeah. And B, you yeah. end up with 12 credit cards that are all full. Sell off some stuff that you really don't need. Yeah. Get rid of the, as much debt as you can. Get your interest rate as low as you can. Pay as much as you can. Plan for mm, next mm. Christmas now, and yeah, yeah. You know, have have a, the life that you want this time next year. Yeah, so, and I, set up set up a plan for your money, David. You know, yep. set up set up that spending plan because that's what we do as spending planners. You know, yeah, we and, and look, um, I think we can quite unashamedly throw in a little commercial here for spending plans yeah. and spending planners. Yeah, yeah, because. Honestly, you and I have both been through the mill at a previous time in our life, mm -hmm. and it's only because of the spending planner system that we escaped from that 
And yep. that's why we're both so passionate about this now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I know yep. you get goosebumps from, you know, helping people. I love seeing my clients just have the freedom of, you know, number one, living living without debt, you know, and actually having a plan for their future and yep. not having to work 60 hours a week and having a holiday every year, you know, have, a, actually having a lifestyle, creating a lifestyle, you know, yeah. and that's what I see and that's what does give me goosebumps because I know that this system works and, you know, it's as you say, it's, it's not rocket science. It's something that we're totally, totally passionate about. Yep. And we just want to see people succeed with their money, which is, you know, the whole reason it, we do what we do. It's the light at the end of the tunnel, isn't it? It's the yep. being able to yep. see yep. And, and follow and make it happen. Yeah, yep. so absolutely. Findaspendingplanner.com is where you will find a spending planner. Yep. My New Year's resolution for everybody is go and get a spending planner. Get a spending plan <laughs> cool. and change your life. Yeah, awesome. Carolyn, I've really enjoyed today's little chat. I, it's you know, been a topic that we needed to cover and I knew it was coming and I knew it would be now. Yeah. Um, and look, I believe that anyone who takes notice of the things that we've had to say today will definitely be in a much better position this time next year. If any of our listeners have anything they want to add to this topic or, or maybe they've got a question they'd like us to, to answer relating to this, or for that matter, any other topic they'd like us to discuss in a future episode, this is what they should do. So if they're members of our Facebook group, they can post their comments and questions there. If they're not a member, the, the Facebook group that they need to search for on Facebook is Succeed With Money Podcast. So find that on Facebook and then just request to join the group. And once they're in, then they can post their question there. Yeah. And look, I know there are some people who aren't on Facebook, who don't want to be on Facebook or whatever. They can send us an email, admin at spendingplannersinstitute.com, and that will get to us. Succeed yep. With Money is a podcast series by the Spending Planners Institute. I'm David Wright. Carolyn is my very capable and, and entertaining co-host. <laughs> um, love doing these podcasts with you, Carolyn. We, look, we both look forward to chatting with you, our listeners, again next time when we'll be discussing another interesting topic relating to life and money, because nobody fails with money on purpose. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Bye for now.